Welcome to Something Crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to Something Crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to Something Crunchy. Welcome to another special edition episode of Something Crunchy. I'm Cullen Blake. With me as always, Blair <laughs> and Tyler Chessel. We have on with us a very crunchy guest. You've seen her in shows like Orange is the New Black, Insecure, Homeland, and Stranger Things. Please welcome Catherine Curtin. Hi. <laughs> okay, that was awesome. That was, just, that, that was like the emoji thing when you send somebody an emoji and the congratulations goes off and it's like, wow. Balloons you know? and confetti. Yeah. Yeah, the confetti. Yes, that was awesome. It's I love it. feel good. Well, how we so doing? Good. Thank you so much for joining us, Mrs. Catherine. How are you? I'm really good. You know, I'm I'm in New York City where it's cold and crisp and brisk, and <laughs> I live near the river. And I just took a walk um, on the Hudson, and that it the water level is super high, which I always found. I'm like, whoa, what's what's going on? <laughs> and um, <laughs> is the water encroaching upon New York City? But uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> And, you know, it's good. Everything is good. Yeah. Well, that's it's nice. so nice. Do you have any fun yeah. and exciting Thanksgiving plans this week? Uh, no. You know, I'm going to, um, I'm having a bunch, I'm going to do Thanksgiving on Friday because of different family stuff. And uh, I, I know that just don't tell anybody who thinks <laughs> it has to be on Thursday because that <laughs> blows my mind that we have to do things when everybody says we have to do them. No and I've kidding. never been good at that. You know, so, so good at that. Right. Uh, and so I'm going to do it on Friday. And I'm thinking to myself, OMG, like I'm probably going to be able to get a turkey on Friday that is that is going to be much less expensive than the turkey on Wednesday. True. Yeah. You know, I'm like, how did like that could be good? I don't even know. But Positive. maybe not. Or maybe there'll, there'll be no there'll be no turkeys left. Biden will have pardoned the two turkeys that we had left <laughs> and there will be no turkeys left and there'll be no turkey at all for my family. But it's, it's very anyway. Possible. Well, it's we, very possible. <laughs> well, we are big fans. We absolutely love your work, and you have contributed to some of the best shows in modern-day storytelling. We are ah. in the platinum age of entertainment, and you're everywhere. Netflix, HBO, Showtime, ah. feature films, ah. indie pictures. Catherine is hot right now. She ah. is. Agreed. Well, I, you know, I, I think what, for me, you know, I'm an indie film, like, maven. You know, that's my, that's my, that's my junk. You know, like I, I love indie films. I love doing indie films. Mm -hmm. I love being a part of indie films. The TV is awesome. I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed. I'm so fascinated and challenged by it. Film is like, you know, the heavens have opened up, you know, when you get to do a wonderful film. But I think my true love, my true passion, the, the place that I love to work more than any other is the indie film set. Because it's like the off-Broadway show, you know, it's like, yeah. it's a, yeah, it's like a smaller set and it becomes a family Tighter yeah. and yeah. a total community. And you make something uh, that is sometimes under the most ridiculous conditions. So that <laughs> means the, the magical gods of filmmaking have to come and help you. And, and then, you know, you, you are part of the process in a way that you, you're not as much it, it really is a craft and sometimes in big money film and tv gigs 
you know, you're just there to show up and do your little piece of the world. And then you go home and, you know, you have your trailer and you go home and, you know, with indie films, it's like, I was shooting one, we were shooting out of Montauk and it was a small skeletal crew and we were on the beach and on the point, I don't know if you've ever, there's a, a point at Montauk and it's beautiful, but you no. cannot be there. Yeah. It, but you cannot be there when the tide comes in. And, you know, I was there with a group of, you know, filmmakers and nobody's paying attention to when the tide goes in and the tide goes out. Like, that's not what we're doing art. We are not <laughs> paying attention to the tides. And like all of a sudden the waves start coming in and everybody's like, grab the equipment. And literally, yeah, yeah. Like literally everyone just like went for something and then went tearing up the beach to the parking lot because the tide was really in now. And somehow we didn't realize that, but you know, it was, I I, I think that, I don't know. I, I, I feel like indie film, the spirit of life, really is present in indie film and so i i guess that that is what i as a new yorker i love on some level i love chaos on some level i love that (laughs) oh my gosh this just yeah like this just happened like something like you didn't know this was going to happen but this just happened you know this, this is what we're doing now and that is a lot of what it means to work on an indie film set and you know i got to this other set and it was beautiful church in Brooklyn and gorgeous, like 200 years old. And they had only planned on shooting in the church proper and in the back offices. And so they only had that many lights and the church had a lot of stained glass. So they didn't need, you know, the heavy duty lights. But when we got there, the foyer, the anteroom to the church was like provocative. It was ghost-like. Oh. It was like, oh, it was so unbelievable. It was oh, like we man. stood there and we thought, there was just something in that foyer, that ante room that was, it was like chilling. And we thought, it. you could feel it. Thank you. And we were like, we were like, we have to shoot. And we have to shoot in this. We have to shoot here. We have to shoot there. And we, like, we weren't prepared for that. And then all of a sudden, this huge, huge, half a block long, practically white reflective truck pulls up in front of the church. And we all look at it and we're like, we ran up to the driver and we said, hi, can you come in and have some lunch? And would you just take your 15, maybe a little bit longer break and let us use your white truck as a bounce board to reflect light into this <laughs> anti-room? Our lighting is fabulous with this truck right now. Yeah, with, with this truck right now, our lighting is unbelievable. And they were like, sure, yeah. The driver was like, definitely. And we fed him beautifully and he oh, sat sure. and he watched us shoot this and then he went on to deliver his day i was just like i was like okay what feature film that's made for a hundred million dollars does that happen i was gonna say only on an indie film and you shine so well in these projects are there any favorites i don't know you know i i had a couple of films at woodstock this year um that i really love one of them 18 and a half it was on the 18 and a half minutes uh that were lost in the nixon tapes and that no one yes thank you right and no one still knows what's on those 18 and a half minutes like we nobody knows and um that it's it's this sort of like romantic frolicky adventure horror farce on those 18 and a half minutes and yeah and i'm like i have to do this this is amazing no that sounds right up your alley too yeah it was so fun and i love that and then i 
I have werewolves within that I truly loved um, shooting Josh Rubin's um, uh, horror comedy that came out in June, I guess, or July. And that was amazing. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I sort of love whatever it is that I'm doing. I, I, I'm, I'm very romantic in the like, I, I just, I'm here right now. I'm in love with what I'm doing right now. That's so good. Um, I love that. It's helpful. It's helpful. And I, I went to um, a screening of Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie, Licorice Pizza. So I'm a side voter. So I got to go to a screening and he mm. spoke afterwards. He was fascinating. And he said, you know, one of the like my movies don't appeal to everyone. My movies, are, it's a very small rainbow of people, you know, that want to partake in my films as audience. And he said, but I lean into what I do. He said, I'm not Steven Spielberg. I'm not the biggest filmmaker in the world. I am not a huge commercial property, but I lean into who and what I am. And, you know, I'm paraphrasing his words there, but I, I came away and I was so grateful to have witnessed his words, to have but to bear witness to those words as an artist. Yeah. Yes. That's and to just, yeah, to say lean in, to say lean into who you are, lean into what you do. It doesn't matter that what you do, somebody else does five other things and you just do this one thing. You need to lean into who and what you are. I completely agree. That's such a strong perspective. And I mean, Steven Spielberg didn't become Spielberg by leaning into someone else. He leaned into himself. Or... Yeah, exactly. But I think one of the difficulties today for people is like, it's like, am I supposed to be these five people on my social network? Or am I supposed to be these, these people that are doing this thing over here? It's, it's very hard to, to say my identity is the identity that I want to that, that I'm going to get behind. You know, I think that's one of the, the great factors of like, you know, when you, when you come to a conversation with yourself, then I think the world becomes a quieter, more peaceful place in which to take one's path and be a part of the journey and not the destination, yeah. you know? And I bet that's even more challenging, you know, for artists, especially, you know, someone with a, a resume like yours, um, uh, especially like when we're talking about these indie films, I don't know if they could be considered indie films. I'm thinking of ones like Beauty Mark and Oh, I uh, love Beauty Mark. Blush. Oh, um, yes. Do you, um, do you know Harris uh, Doran who made Beauty Mark? I just made a short with him this summer. Really? With Doris Kassop. Yeah. She produced it. Um, and, uh, it's going to Sundance. Wow. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's excellent. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, and it's this it's um fuck it's called fuck em right back. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love this already. Love tickets. it already. Buying tickets, right? <laughs> it's right up our alley already. Right, right up my alley. And he told me the title and I was like, he was like, You wanna come do it? And I was like, Yeah, I'm coming to do that. <laughs> like, did you did you think I wasn't coming to do that? Because you know I'm coming to do that. Uh, but um <laughs> you know, it was so it took place in um we shot down in um uh, near Johns Hopkins uh, in, in Maryland. And um, yeah, it was really interesting. And um, we shot on the, in this like industrial sort of uh, old 1970s industrial complex. And there were no windows in this building that, ha that had, I don't know, 30 or 40 offices in it. 
And I spoke to the people that actually worked there and they were like, why would you build a building where we are in it all day long and there are no windows? windows? None of us, no windows. And they were like, none of us have windows. There's no windows in this building. And so it was sort of this very heartbreaking moment to hear that. And this short film was about the people who worked there in this fictional story, but they were working in this building just totally railing against, uh, you know, the man who wow. was, you know, yeah, who was basically setting up a work condition that was completely inappropriate for people. I mean, it, it, it is very interesting. And I, you know, like, like IATSE had that, they were almost striking a few weeks ago and I'm, I'm certainly glad I'm grateful they didn't strike because I, you know, I have a family, I need to work, but I also feel like, across the board i i just i'm so i'm so glad that you know fuck them right back you know that we are you know that that yeah that we're like coming to a place where where workers have more rights you know where like the john deere um negotiations that just went down i believe you know like a day or two ago uh they got they got a 10 percent raise they got i mean it just things that needed to happen right you know and so um yeah really about time so and i think that that's what i love too about indie film and the indie film conversation is it's more like the npr conversation or the something crunchy conversation it's like it's like it's like a conversation about what's really happening now you know like getting behind what what is the what is the current what is currently going on? I'm not, I'm not making a TV show where it's a few laughs while you have your beer and fall asleep in your chair. This is, <laughs> this is, you know, this is like, like on the edge of your seat. What are we thinking about? What are we talking about? What should we be talking about? Where is the world right now? Have you seen that um, show on TV? Um, Dope Sick. I just finished on it. Hulu. Yes, we've been talking oh, about it. Just finished oh, it. Oh, okay. All, all right. Okay. So the Sacklers, there were no criminal charges. I can't They were that. basically drug pushers. Yeah. They were drug pushers. Yeah, corp- corporate and, and, drug lords. Corporate drug lords. And how many guys and gals are sitting in prison? How many families were broken up from some low-level dealer dealing pot out of his house in the eighties or nineties or the aughts. And he's still in prison or she's still in prison while the Sacklers are in Switzerland with none of their money uh, gone. You know, they they had to pay a fine, which was the equivalent to a drop in the bucket for them, which guaranteed that no one in that family can ever be sued over this product. And that's, it's sickening. It is. It's sickening. It's It's, it's, It's sickening. I'm glad that a show like this did kind of shine a spotlight on it. Yeah. Um, and kind of tell that story. And they were not painted in a in a very good picture. And I think they were still conservative with how they portrayed the Sacklers. I agree. I completely agree with you. And I I think it's criminal that the DOJ at that time did not stand their ground. I guess because of political pressure, they didn't feel they could win at all. So this is better than losing totally. But I, I, I'm just stunned and I'm stunned, you know, like you, you ask why so many people don't want to be inoculated right now. Many people don't trust the vaccine. Who are these people that don't trust it? 
a lot of the same communities that don't trust the vaccine were the ones that were hit the hardest by the opioid crisis and lost the most people. Yeah, right? And so, of course, they don't trust the FDA. You know, they lost aunts and daughters and uncles and, 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 you know, fathers and mothers and sisters and brothers. And then the FDA, the FDA lied to them, lied and knew they were lying. And, and you're telling me that the FDA didn't understand that opioids were not addictive and that they didn't do uh, the real research themselves, that they just accepted the research of the expensive, you know, pharma, big pharma company. No, the FDA, there were people in the FDA who must have known. Well, the, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that's what the lobbyists are for, to pay those people off to not speak up. Yes. And, yeah. And well, and I thought the most interesting part of the story was the fact that the guy who approved the label that had never been a label before on a drug was then later working for Purdue. And it makes a question how often that happens. And they even alluded to the fact that the FDA is basically just a a parking station where you find your next job based on the favors that you do for big corporations like this. There is no conflict of interest in in drugs, really. Yes. Money talks. that That should not be allowed. You should not be allowed to work for... Uh, an, a government agency and then go work for, you know, the people that you were supposed to be regulating. You shouldn't be able to come from, you know, a, a job where you were regulating against those people and then go into. And I mean, I think that that was a lot of, you know, that that kind of uh, conflict of interest. It, it should not it should it, we should be legislating against that. It's you true. know, absolutely. We should. That should never be allowed to happen. Well, speaking of government agency, I watched all of Homeland oh. just a couple months oh, ago with my grandfather. So good. What oh a show that was. We get recommended. Did your grandfather love it? Oh Did my your grandfather God. love he, it? He is sick that it's oh. over and that I can't find oh. anything as good to replace it with. Um, yes. Oh. No, we watched every episode. We get recommended this one all the time. One of Tyler's best friends is a director, and he's quoted to say it's the best show ever made for how it was shot and how good the performances are. And for wow. me, and for me, it definitely was the cast. I mean, I could watch Mandy Patinkin cut grass for an hour and be satisfied. And then, <laughs> oh yeah, me too. And Claire was next level, and then you yeah. have these supporting characters that are so strong. You included. Uh, tell us a little Thank bit about you. working on this project and coming in at season seven. First of all, I think those people were so much smarter than I was. Like, what am I saying? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I would read it. I would read the script, and then I'd be like wait what are we what are we talking about here (laughs) and then it would occur to me like what we're talking about and i i'd just be like wow Uh, you know they um when i when I, i think like the first week i got there they were so very kind and gentle and generous and they told me that though they all were very diligent about the amount of research they did about the amount of work they did in D.C., interviewing people, finding out what the government, you know, what was going on, really understanding that that didn't come out of somebody just making it all up. They did they did did their homework. Mm -hmm. They talked to people. And and I think that the whole, 
you know, the, the season that I was on was when they were really talking about the bots and we didn't like, which is so commonplace today. Yeah. It's there's topical. all these bots. Yes, it's, it's crazy. It's, it was, it, it was weird watching it, knowing it was filmed a couple of years ago, but it was so uh, pertinent to today and new and so relevant. Even the storylines were eerily similar to uh, current yeah. events as we were watching. It was kind of strange. Yeah, but that, like they were because they got that because DC knew that, and the the research they did with the people they knew in DC were like, this is what we see, and That's then amazing. Homeland wrote about it. So Homeland was writing about the the cutting edge of information, and they were putting it in a fictional way that that maybe the story was not really the same, but the um, the the conflict what you know the, yeah, the you content get a little bit more of what's happening yeah yeah and and uh so i i thought you know i think homeland in terms of protecting the people i thought it was a very important groundbreaking show definitely and yeah i i, I really feel like you know we have a purpose you know there there is a purpose to what we are all doing and you know, the fact that your grandfather and you watch it with your grandfather is like heartbreaking to me and so touching. But the fact that it's one of the voices of our lives today is is super important, you know? Absolutely. And as I think you'd agree, this is probably one of the best shows of all time. No doubt one of the best shows by Showtime. Um, and yeah, you, you've also worked um, on one of HBO's best shows in recent years, Insecure. And I've noticed that uh, you don't see you don't that. see that very often. It's kind of like the greasers and the socias. Each company seems to stick to their own pool of actors for the most part. Um, like Damian Lewis is a good example. Like he's Mr. Showtime right now, going from Homeland to Billions. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. I could see you fitting into that cast right away too. You need intensity yeah, yeah. and intelligence. <laughs> two things you do extremely well. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love. I, I I love those guys, and I I'd love to do that. I'd love to do Succession. I was just watching yeah. some oh, of their work. So good. Oh my God. Oh, that is such a good show. The acting is so amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just that kind of acting where everything is being said, but nothing is being said. Yeah. It's Which is awesome. <laughs> much is happening and nothing is happening. It takes good acting yeah. and good directing. You have to read between the lines. Yeah. The, every yeah. single episode. You feel it and you know so much yeah. is happening. It's implied. <laughs> yeah, it's totally implied. And you're just like, oh, wow. Yeah, I think those shows are exceptional, really really exciting shows and i you know i loved insecure i i have a very um uh very special place in my heart for that show I and for Issa ray she's so smart oh, and she's so, so oh my good. gosh she's so good and she's so political without like knocking you over the head you know she's just she's just living the the politics her right. characters are just living the the realm of the politics in which society resides very well done very well done yeah and sometimes i would read that and i'd be like okay wow this is really um wow we're going there and she would go to places that i was like i am stunned and it 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 would just work she it, those scripts would just work so it in such a I, good way it's such a good way. And I, I, I thought, you know, um, I, I think 
you know, Issa is from LA uh, and uh, I think she's pretty much born and raised there. And I, I think that um, there's a lot of um, the best that is uh, LA in her understanding of, of, of how to, how, how society must move forward. And I think that sometimes kids that come from, ur- from urban environments, that, it's just my pet thing, but that they, they really see what's happening and they know they don't necessarily, you know, unless you're going to go to DC or you're going to become the person that changes what's happening, but they know they can tell the story of what's happening. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that that is really, She's an incredibly enlightened creator. She made this film about this woman escaping from sort of a not good situation in Yellowstone Park. And I think it could only have been made by someone who literally on some level understood how to film and photograph the great outdoors, understood how to how to bring the outdoors or how to bring nature as a character, it, I, like I looked at it and I was like, I would never have known. I can feel what you've given me, but I'm a native New Yorker. I would never have known how how walking through that group of trees would be that meaningful on camera. And so I feel wow. like, yeah, so I feel like I don't know if she got that from growing up in Missouri, but she said she came from a very rural area and you know, I don't, I don't know, but I think we need all voices, you I, know, I and, and you need all that kind of, um, of yeah, filmmaking yeah. skills. It's two very different skills to create a world and then to film the world around you. Like that's very different than say Stranger Things. Um, yes. you know, that's, yes. a, that's a very beautifully layered show, but like not, not at all where you're just filming nature and what's in front of you. You're actually creating the world that's there. Yeah. Yeah. That's total imagination. That's, that is that the Duffer brothers are just, that is complete and utter exotic, adventurous, yes. um, you know, justice will be served imagination, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, while we're bringing it up, I heard you did the audition for Stranger Things with your face painted. Is this true? (laughs) Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. I was, uh, you know, I was doing a lot of self-tapes at the time and I was really not booking anything and I was really angry about it. And I had, I wasn't, I had not watched Stranger Things because I came in second season two, but I I didn't know about the show. I hadn't watched it. And I get this audition and this very young, talented filmmaker um, came and taped my audition. And, you know, he, I said, it's for this show, Stranger Things. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and and he, he's like, wow, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so you'll be over in an hour. I'm going to go drop my son off at the Halloween party at school, and then I'll meet you back here. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. So I go to my son's Halloween party, and there's like a face painter. And I'm like, well, this episode is about Halloween, and I am sick of it. If you don't know what I look like by now, then I don't know what to tell you. So I, I, I had her just like do this cat makeup because I'm, I'm, I, I own six cats. You know, I have a little problem with cats. Like I have too many. I, you know, at that nice. time I had too many cats. Me yeah, too. and yeah, yeah. And so I, 
I, you know, I walk in the door and this young filmmaker is like, you painted your face? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and this is the way we're doing it. Yes. And, <laughs> and I think, I, I don't know, I think maybe that's why I got the job because they were like, okay, go, go for this woman who's like completely, she's so far down the track of like, I got to do my own thing that it's just obscene. So. <laughs> that is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I love, like I'm, I'm such a supporting role on that, but I'm so grateful when I shoot with them because they have so many toys. Like they have a very big budget. Their the budget, wow. you know, per episode is I think. I mean, I don't know. I'm no expert on budgeting, but I think it's pretty much bigger than a lot of other shows. Yeah. You can and, tell. Yeah, you can. Yeah, tell. you yeah. can tell. Yeah, you right. Can tell. Yeah, because the cameras they fly. There's like cameras flying, and yes, yes. And I'm like, and they're like, okay, Kathy, the camera's gonna come down. It's gonna float through. It's gonna drop onto these lines, and it's gonna come over, and it's gonna keep. It's gonna pick up this action. It's gonna pick up that action. Then it's gonna land on you, and then it's gonna float up and go over there. And you're just like. Really? <laughs> that's what it's gonna do. You know, like, yeah, it that's feels what's gonna like do. that though, because you watch it, and you're like, "How do they do this?" In my head, these yeah. cameras are flying, and it's like they actually are doing this. That's fun to know. It, because they have the money, because they have the technology for all this. But to make stuff, to make rigs that do that in a way that's so seamless that you that you notice not a bump, that you notice not that nothing is off, that it doesn't call attention to itself, that it just goes into your your sort of viewer heart and soul it just because that to to do that to have that that level of camera equipment is very very expensive toys and they have all those toys and and they love to use them and they love to teach people like they're so i'm very humbled they're they i was on set like this past year and I'm not sure which stuffer yelled this out to me, but he goes, we believe in you, Kathy. Oh. And I was just like, I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. As this camera is like flying by me and I'm like, I'm trying, I don't want to look in the camera. You know, I don't want to get caught looking in the camera and I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. You're like, feel the camera. And I'm like, I'm going to feel the camera. I'm going to feel the camera. <laughs> Don't look at it. 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 Don't look at the camera. You know, and 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 I I feel like I kind of learned a little bit how to do that. So I was so grateful. You know, like they they have no problem with the fact that they are going to do this a few times because you've never done this kind of camera yeah. work before. Well, that's yeah, that, working with innovation. That's awesome. How fun! The show should be returning yeah. soon too. Is uh, are you going to be in season four? Um, uh, yeah, I think we're on season four, right? Yeah, we just, yeah, that was, you know, they had to stop because of COVID. Yes, we've been waiting yeah. like three years, I feel like. Yeah. These yeah. kids aren't kids anymore. Yeah, they're all no, grown no, up. But I, no, but I can tell you, I mean, I can tell you that the episodes, the storyline, you don't need them to be kids. Now you need them to be, what they did, which was so smart, was they made the agency of an older teen necessary for the story, right? Oh. So you need these kids to be a little older for the story to go where it's got to go. Okay. And wow, yeah, good. and you, uh, yeah, and you need the story. Like this, the story is, is, is they are, 
they've they've gone up like they've ratcheted this one up so high um it's fantastic nice and uh yeah and and i think it it took quite a, a bit of time to shoot because it's so this is this season i, I don't i mean i subsequently of course watched them all and i love them yeah. but i i think this season could be one of the most exciting of all of the seasons i think wow. this, oh my God. i'm like yeah. so excited right now yeah yeah me too me too i'm so excited to see it and i've read them believe me i mean it's it's like this is like i think this could be as great uh, as great as tv uh, where we can go in this medium right now i think they've I think they've hit that. I think wow. they've hit it. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Now, so now big expectations are set. This is, um, yeah, yeah, it that, always yeah. delivers. Though that's a mega I mean, soundbite you yeah. just delivered there. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I delivered it because like I read the scripts and I and and I'm I'm I think they delivered it. You know, like I I I was like wow, and the amount like they, you know, that I, they did take the time. Uh, to make these scripts as exceptional as I mean, I think they, you know, they really went the distance in terms of the shooting. Well, that's all. well. Maybe it all just worked out the way it needed to with the break that they got, so that they got mm. extra time to work on it. It's great. To maybe see that the, the, the kids are growing up. The show is growing up. It, it's hard to film around puberty anyway. They don't all cross over at the same time. Some are dealing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some are dealing with their own Stranger Things, and some aren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it was really smart. You know, they stayed in the town. Right. Like, I think, like, oh, good. The, the, you know, like the place that they are in. Well, I mean, I think I'm not giving anything away. I mean, I think that that's, you know, the show, like the show is about on some level this place. And so it's not just about any one person or any one person's age. It's about what it's about the thrust of what's going down in this in this place, you know, with with good and bad. You know, it's really a, a battle between good and evil. Of course it is. It's, you know, really, right? And and I think that that's, that's, you know, back to the Sackler family. You know, that 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 is the basic battle that we fight that in the world every day. You know, that that is the battle that we that humanity hopes it wins, you know, and that evolution hopes that we win right. you know it's the bat you know it's the battle for the planet it's you know is to is to call attention to the sense that we're all so much more alike and we're all so much more one than we are separate you know i, I mean I, I think that like when you sing a note if you lift the lid of a piano and you sing a note into the piano it's going to sing the same note back to you and when I was young, I did theater. And part of my addiction to theater was, was when someone laughed and then it was a full house laugh or, or the entire audience was silent in a moment. You know, that, that speaks to the fact that we all resonate in a similar way. And artists, their job, our job is to to fight the good fight, be a part of the mission of fighting the good fight, to bring the word to all, to bring to bring all people together, you know? Absolutely. I think. 
No, I agree. And that's why the good and evil always works as a story, no matter kind of how yeah. you're telling it, whether it's in the form of the, you know, Sacklers, more realistic style or the Demogorgons and what they're called. Dem- Demogorgon. Did I get yep. that right? Demogorgon? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, been a yeah. Couple seasons. Well, we won't ask you for things that you can't answer about Stranger Things and all these teasers and stuff that we want, but we know you can't give us. But you could tell but us. But I can tell you it's it, great. I can tell you. you I can, can, you can I tell can us tell if Hopper is dead or not, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I can't. It. No, I can't. I oh, you can't, can't do that. that. Oh, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. But I can tell you, I can tell you, you are going to be on the edge of your seat. Of course. And I can tell you, I can tell you it's you might need to leave extra time the, when you start watching it in case you need to binge. Yeah, that tactic just, Oh yeah, that tactic never drives me nuts in how effective <laughs> it is. That type of cliffhanger. I mean just oh they, they did it with Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. I mean it goes back mm. to who shot JR. Like they just yeah. it's a it's a proven formula. And I have a I and I have a problem in that way. Do you have a problem in that way because I literally will start watching a show at like eight o'clock at night and 8 a.m. the next morning, I'm still watching. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. We've done that it's once bad. or twice. <laughs> yeah, like you can only do it on a Friday night, you know, when you don't have to necessarily oh be God. anywhere the next day and then you can have Sunday to recover. Yeah, but, it's I mean, a problem you, and we love it. A, we get hooked. Thank you. I wish that was... A, I wish that was my problem. I got the opposite problem. I watch the same shit that I've seen a hundred times over and over and over again until 8 a.m. And I'm like, why haven't I not gone to sleep yet? Because it's satisfying and because these people are your friends and because they think the way you think and because you need we need our friends and because that's, that's our job. You just be friends. Me. Twitter really gets me. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So how did you guys come to do this this a fabulous show that you're doing? Like what what how did you all come to be doing this? Well, th- thank you for asking. Yes. Nobody's asked us. You're the yeah. first one that's you're ever asked. the first one that's ever oh. asked you. <laughs> well, the the three of us are technically family, but we behave more like friends yep. and we Oh, that's nice. We, yeah, and we already had a habit of getting together every Friday night for a couple drinks and for a couple laughs and um, talk about our favorite things yeah and wow. I, yeah, I think we just saw it as kind of a, an opportunity we were already almost doing it anyway just kind of needed to re- record it and yeah. refine put, our skills a little bit put some <laughs> reins around that thing and here we are yeah wow it's, it's been I, a couple it's years so much fun. it's been a great opportunity yeah it's i'm really glad because what you're doing is you're you're extending your fat it's very generous you know because you're extending your family and friendship within your family to others you're including other people in your family yeah i've, I've made fun of my little sister my whole life but being able to do it on the air so <laughs> that everyone can enjoy, enjoy it <laughs> oh my gosh I, i'm the youngest in my family so believe yeah. me i know all about that you get, so you, you get that i'm an only child i love to see this dynamic over here make fun of each other i'm like oh i want to play i want to play but we love film oh and God, tv I, we I play games it. and trivia and it's just now we get to we're comedians at heart and we're all movie and tv film buffs I love it. That's me. Yeah, that's me. I'm I, I'm down. I'm I'm like I'm there. I'm with you. Yeah. How did you get started in this world? Oh my God! I you know I got started because um, I was in high school and um, my um, my father was uh, my father was dying of terminal cancer and my mother did not want me at the hospital every afternoon. 
And I heard about this theater, this professional children's theater company. And she was like, yeah, we're going. And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, okay. So I wandered in and I, I like, I, and these kids were, I mean, these kids were tap dancing and singing and they were throwing batons. I mean, I, it was so beyond, I was just like, uh, okay. Um, and she just dropped me off and I literally could do nothing. I would, I would do, they gave me a puppet and I would sit on the side of the stage and I would, the puppet would dance along with the show. Like I would just be a puppet on a hand dancing along for years. And I was just like, okay, I just come here every afternoon and I'm the puppet. Uh, but I mean, it was so, you know, it's, uh, that's when, it, when I first understood though, that there are families outside of your family yeah, and that, yeah. And that you can have families that have to do with the reaching out all of us as as into into different communities and i was just in a theater community that i became very close with the other kids and as my father was passing on they became my family you know because my mother was at the hospital and so um it was it was a it, it, it i guess that's when i really got hooked because it wasn't so much about the art for me as about the fact that community we were all it was community yeah, yeah that's right probably yeah. therapeutic and for you at, at that's to draw me in too yeah yeah and 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 creating like it, it was it was because creating anything is awesome right like yes. creating creating food in the kitchen it's anything. awesome anything Ma making a garden anything and you know, creating a, a really comfortable place to sit in your house. Like any yeah. form of creativity is amazing. Rewarding. And it's rewarding and it's so awesome. And when you do that with a group of people, then you're like, oh, oh, this is a, this is wonderful. Yeah. Like I want to be, you know, and so that was how I started. And then I just, I just, you know, went to school and I came back and came back to New York City and I just did downtown theater for a very long time and you know they that i was they that i was called the downtown secret weapon by, <laughs> uh, yeah that's by a, time out magazine nickname. that was a great it yeah. was it was a it was good Mine you know never I, was like, that good. I know it was good for me because i was always like you need the color purple in your show I'm going to be there. I'm going to be purple. I'm going to be fuchsia. I will bring my orange. I've got, I've got really good Doc Martin boots. I can kick anything. I'm there. You know, I, I mean, I was young. I was political. I wanted to do theater downtown. I, you know, I lived in a really cheap little walk-up apartment. You know, I could make that like, you know, in a couple of nights waiting tables. I was like, I am so part of the mission of art and theater. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah. Well, who were yeah, some of so, your uh, influences, either, you know, screen or stage early on? You know, I, I like you guys, I was addicted to watching everything. And yeah. I loved watching old movies. So I used to watch all of the Turner classics, like all of them. And, you know, like, um, you know, Colette Colbert or... Um, you know, any of the, the great artists, the classics, at, the classics. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, and then, and then I didn't, re it, it, I start, I didn't really, I, you know, I grew up in New York and my family loved going to the theater. So I started going to the theater as soon as I could really sit still. And so I, 
I did see a lot of plays and I think that that all of those plays, you know, sat with me, became a part of me, spoke to me. And that's where I felt like I have to go find this. And eventually I think I was grateful to have spent the time in the theater that I did, but eventually I, the camera for me is, is an obstacle that I, I will never be able to fully master. You're and so I, good on camera. Well, you're so sweet to say that, but I, I feel like it's such a, it's such an advanced, interesting form. And I, I don't, I don't really like to do things I already know how to do. I like to do things I don't know how to do. Sure. And so, yeah, right. Cause it's, it, yeah. And I feel like every day I go work on camera I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what that guy is. And in the theater, it's, a, it, you know, you, I, I, the longest I ever did a play was a year, uh, a play called Love Janice. That was an amazing play about Janice Joplin, Ooh, uh, yeah. who, yeah, she's one of my idols. Yes. And I, I, she's one of my huge, like, idols of the heart. And um, that was, you know, when you do something for a year, it becomes a part of you in a way that it changes you. And, and it, it, you have to remind yourself every night that the audience that's there is the first time they're seeing it. And it becomes a part of the service of your mission of creating community and community through the oldest form of storytelling, the oral storytelling, the joining together of people in a, in a room to experience something you know, it's not so dissimilar to sitting around the campfire, really. That's theater. Yeah. And, you know, and so, um, but then I, I just realized that I, I want to do something different every day. Like, I love theater, but I want to do, like, in film and TV, that's the only time you're ever going to shoot that. That's the only time you're ever going to tell that piece of that story. This is the True. only time, and, and there's something very, very humbling about that. You can never go back. It's, so it's done. Yeah, never thought of it in that way before. Yeah, it's, it's profoundly, like, finite. You get one take to get it right. Hopefully you yeah. make it. Or, or you get a yeah. handful of takes. Because like in a Broadway show, like you have next week to improve your performance. Yeah. Or, you know, I just didn't have it. I'm going to bring really bring it tonight. But yeah, when you're shooting a scene, like for that day or for those two days, when, when it's over and you move on to the next part of the story, like, yeah, you, can't, you can't go back. Done. Hopefully you did it right. Yeah. They, they, yeah, have, they have what they have to work right. with. Yeah. And it's very, it's very humbling. And it's, it's a great, it's where I needed to go in terms of my own personal discipline, you know, my own personal discipline, I needed to really, you know, kick the pants off of mm -hmm. my own discipline and go, come on, step it up here. I'm grateful for the challenge, you know? Yeah. Well, any advice for aspiring screen performers and indie filmmakers? I know you like to support these guys and we do too. Oh man. I, 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 I think that, you know, you, you have to go for it. I think you have to really find what it is that speaks to you. Like this young filmmaker I spoke to today, you know, she said she likes to make films about resilience, the resilience of women. She said, in my family from this small town, the reason 
why my family has been okay for so many generations was the resilience of these women. And um, I feel like you, you need to find what your calling is. You know, you need to find what your, why you're telling your stories, you know, whether you're an actor or a writer or a director or DP or whatever. And, you know, I shot a film, a short film in LA about a month ago and it was, a, the, the writer kept saying, you know, this is about these, these, these urban women from Texas. And she said, you know, if the end of the world, she said, you know, it was an apocalyptic dystopian end of the world thing. It was really fascinating. But she said, if the end of the world ever came, the, the, those that were, would survive are these, these rural women from, from Texas and from Appalachia and from, you know, West Virginia and from Missouri and from Kansas. And she said, these rural women are so able to make things go forward. They are so resilient. Love that. I love that, right? And so, yeah, so I think that that is what you have to be as a young person. You have to be resilient and tenacious. And you have to know that you will fall potentially so many more times than you will succeed. But if you keep brushing off your knees and going right back at it, you will succeed. And you cannot be worried about the number of times that you strike out. You, you, that doesn't matter. You just have to focus on the, on getting the next shot, making the next shot and don't, worry about, you know, what everybody thinks. It's about what you think. And don't worry about, you know, there's always going to be somebody richer. There's always going to be somebody poorer. There's always going to be somebody less successful. There's always going to be somebody more successful. There's always going to be somebody who has a a nicer car, who has a less nice car, who has a bigger house, who has a less nice house. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is that you go on your journey and you follow the path. You come to community with your fellow travelers on yeah. your journey. That is such good advice. Yeah. And, and well said. So well said. Do you think so? I think I, I think that's agree. it, right? Completely. No. Yeah, Everybody has their own agree. human experience and we all have to respect yes. everybody's journey. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. And yes. And and respect everybody's beliefs and respect everybody's history and work together, you know, to collectively bring goodness and share goodness and lift all of us up. That is the one thing I have noticed after COVID is that, you know, people like I travel a lot for work and I, you know, used to be, you know, you travel, you're literally going through the airport. You're like, Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I bumped into you. Now you bump into somebody and they're like, Oh, Hey, are you okay? No, I'm good. Can I help? Do you know where you're, you know where you're going? Oh, you're going to that gate down there. Hey, you, you know, That's good. I, I, we, need, I, we needed more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like people are really like, everybody is like, wait, wait, you okay. Like, and you say something to somebody like, Oh, I, I love that shirt. 
and they're like, oh, I got it. It was $9.99. You can get it over at such and such if you go today. And it's like, oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Like people are going out of their way, I feel like now to reach to each other. Well, when you get quarantined for over a year, you, yeah. people miss people. And Big like yeah. you're, you're, you're appreciative to be talking yeah. to people again and, and see people yeah. in person. Always and love you that. have struggles like me. Yeah. We can be friends. Yeah. Yes. Well, just like yes. some kindness goes such a long way, especially now. So, you know, keep it going. Make someone smile. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. And just the random, the, like make a random person smile. Oh, right. Love That's that. the best. Yeah. And then they're going to make a random person smile. And yes. then everybody's going to think that. It continues, and then everybody's not going to really care about, you know, their bank balance. They're going to care about the fact that, like, oh, I had a really good day. Some people were smiling at me, and that that made me laugh, and things are good. You know, it gives people armor because, you know, it was hard. Like, COVID was hard. Yeah, not fun. Not fun. Not fun. Well, here is your one hardball question. Everyone gets one. And we try oh, okay. we try not to get too personal in our questions, but I think our listeners would like to know your take on the best pizza in Manhattan now that we know you're from New York. <laughs> oh, okay. So okay, that is so okay. I can't believe you just Tough. asked that. Question. Everyone has an opinion oh on this. And, and I know that you're from New York, so it had you, to be done. You, yeah. You gotta have, you gotta, you have an opinion. Let's hear it. You gotta it's, ask a New Yorker <laughs> about pizza. I think it's Joe's. It's Joe's. Really? You know. It's not it's the not, first. you know. It's, I could have said, I like, I know people say it's John's and I agree. John's pizza is amazing, but Joe's pizza, Joe's has the old ovens. They, he, Joe's, it's all about the oven, yeah, right? It's all about, yeah. the, it's about, it's, and the sauce. it's about, and the water and the sauce and the water. Yeah. But it's all about how hot they can get that oven. And those old Joe's has the old ovens that go like so hot. And so that the pizza is just like crispy on the bottom and then, but, but it's still moist. The crust still has a, you know, it's not like cardboard and the sauce is not too sweet and they use a really high end mozzarella and like, it's so good. Like it's so good. And, and Joe's pizza is on the, the, there's a food tour in New York. I've never taken it because like, I'm already fat enough, but you know, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> really, but, but, uh, yeah, but the Joe's pizza is on that. And I'm telling you, there's two stores in Joe's pizza. There's one, um, on it's on Broadway in the forties. And then there's another one uh, off of Sixth Avenue and uh, Bleak, uh, it, is it, it's Bleecker. Yeah, Sixth Avenue and Bleecker. It's near there. Those are the two best. That's, I think, the best pizza for me. But then again, you know, if you were to say, if you were to ask somebody, I mean, from Brooklyn, I'm from Manhattan, they completely disagree with me. <laughs> and then, and, you know, and then if you were to ask somebody from Queens, and I actually got into this on the set of Stranger Things, I was sitting there waiting for the some lighting Got thing. Got heated over and, pizza arguments. Yeah, like like the like DP, the DPs chimed in. A couple of the camera guys chimed in. <laughs> some of the actors chimed in, and it is. I mean, you could go to war with people <laughs> over what ask. you know, and they're like, "No, the breast pizza is in the Bronx. Oh, it's at this place so in the Bronx. Funny. The the best pizza is on 113th Street. The best pizza, and then <laughs> you know." 
Yeah, the, the best pizzas in South Jersey. I was like, the best pizzas <laughs> in South Jersey. No, Everyone yeah. knows that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. Fight so, extra hard for that one. The best pizza yeah, boat really. is in yeah. South Jersey. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was just, like, stunned. But um, but, uh, but I, I feel like you can get really good pizza now a lot of places. So, I, I you know, you know where the best um, cheeseburger I've ever had, ever, okay. ever had? Okay. Ooh. Yeah, is in Atlanta. Atlanta oh. has, oh my gosh. Atlanta has some Atl- food. I would say I believe that. Atl- We're from Texas. Yes, no, yes. So what's style sloppy bird? Yeah, what's the what's the best barbecue in Texas? Like, is there like where Austin, like Texas Salt Lake? One of my top favorites. Yeah, that's probably that's strong answer. Yeah, that's, I mean that's my immediate what my heart wants to say, but it is tough because sometimes you're like random corner your like barbecue that you didn't even know about has some of like the best food you've ever had. So it just depends wow. on the sauce. And I mean, the Texas is a lot of great barbecue. I'm going to go Arby's on this one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the best barbecue in Texas. Okay, Phoenix native. Disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> well, Phoenix has some good food too, right? We have the best, best Mexican food in the country. I, uh, oh, no. What? No. That's a bold, bold statement. statement. That's a bold statement. That's a, yeah. that's wow. a false statement. You're no, it's not. Right that, that's the easiest statement i can make tonight no <laughs> see y'all get hated over pizza yeah. this is what we get hated over <laughs> yeah wow I, it's good though this is really good i traveled <laughs> i traveled the world in the military looking for better mexican food really anything that would just fill the void of the mexican food i was missing back home in arizona yeah arizona's got the best dallas I was gonna say, oh. find it, do a food tour around texas i did find. i did that is wow. you have been around but I don't know. Yeah, I'll fight Te- you on that. Texas. Yeah, I I don't know about Arizona. I I I would love to know about the Mexican food in Arizona. I'm going to put that on my bucket list. But I <laughs> I have I have eaten some of the barbecue in Texas, and I I do know that the food in Texas is pretty stellar. I'm I'm very aware of that. Oh. You know, because I think Texans like to eat. Texans like to you eat. know we're passionate about yes. our food. We don't mess yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. I had some of the best organic beef jerky I've ever eaten in my life Ooh. in Texas. Yeah, this got organic yeah, this got beef jerky. Beef jerky. It so was that has so to come good. from an organic cow. Yeah, he was raising organic beef in Texas and he Impressive. was making jerky and I, it was I, I've never tasted I I can still taste it. I never I think in Texas they really do know how to raise cattle. And, yeah. and I think this person really understood how to raise cattle, but then went the extra mile of the organic and like it was there was no corn in the cattle's diet. And th- this was like all, you know, pasture. I don't even know. But, <laughs> you know, but those organic. But 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 it was like I t- I tried this beef jerky and I was like, oh, 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 oh. you know, I yeah. never I was just like, wow, it'll do that to you in Texas. It's, yeah, it's a Texas. Beef. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and yeah. You're right. They, they treat those those cows very well. Like that, they get massaged daily. The organic ones. They yeah. Don't get fed corn. Three hits of ecstasy yeah. every day. <laughs> <laughs> but I shot I shot a little film in Lubbock that and oh, I, I went to Texas Tech. That's hilarious. Oh really? Yeah. I loved Lubbock. I love I mean, oh my gosh, we shot on this ranch and they were they didn't have to be there. Like they had this ranch, you know, with a film had 
rented this ranch and the people that ran the ranch, they were not required to be there. And they all came and they w- were in the film. They just like, really? and it was so beautiful. And they stayed, we, had, we, we did an all night shoot. Like you stay up all night. They stayed up all night. Wow. One of the people was a pastor, a local pastor. And he, he gave like a little sermon when the lights were down. Like, I was just like, okay, I'm happy. And, oh. and uh, they cooked for us. I mean, it was so, you know, and, and talked about horses and raising cattle. And I, I was just like, who are you all? And Texas then it, hospitality. Yeah, that's what it was. They were like, you're in, you're in Texas. This is Texas hospitality. Is and I was like, this is normal. I was like, this is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not normal. I mean, you know, New Yorkers are great. If you got a problem, we got your back. But on another level, the the really the most impolite people. But but you know, I mean, but great if you need like if you got your back and you fell down or you got lost, you know, good person. New Yorker is always going to be there. But yeah, that's true. But, yeah, Loyal but people. you know, when I feel like day to day stuff, New Yorkers get agitated with one another. But when big stuff happens, New Yorkers are there yeah. for one another. Yeah, and, that, yeah, I, that. yeah. I think that's true, but. You know, I was so like when I was in Lubbock, I was just like, wow, this is OK. I don't even know you. And you smiled at me. And now we're talking. It was so good. <laughs> I know. Community is different. I brought those Texas, Texas manners out here and people look at me like I'm crazy. I know. I say hi. Hello, everyone. They're just like, no. And because I lost any accent that I had to. People ask if I'm from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally confusing. That's totally, you gotta be from another country. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Canadian, yeah. Canadian. You're either on drugs yeah. or you're from Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. Well, that's funny. Well, any new fun and exciting projects coming up that we can hear about? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm on a new Netflix show, but I can't tell you about it. Oh, and wow. um, it, yeah, but, it, but it's a really interesting, yeah, it's a really interesting show and, uh, what's really interesting to me about it is, you know, um, a lot of the office buildings because of COVID are empty in New York, you know, like people have not gone back to work and Netflix rented, uh, or this, the show, um, rented two stories of an office tower and that's where we're shooting Wow! and it, it works oh, for the man. show. But I'm also like, this makes so much sense. So, you know, I they, 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 like you never could have gotten two stories of one of these big, you know, Seventh Avenue office towers. It would have been astronomical before for a TV show. And yeah. now, I'm, you know, people are like, yeah, you need to, you need, yeah, this is a good place to shoot, you know, so. <laughs> Take the whole building. <laughs> Take the whole building, yeah. You know, and people wander in and out and hair and makeup and wardrobe and nobody bats an eye, you know, it's so fun. It's, it's like, great. okay, yeah, it's like New York is accepting the fact that we need to improvise here to fill these buildings. And um, so that that's really cool. I really like Can't that. Can't wait to see it. Yes. I, yeah, we, yeah. I wish we could know more. Have a time to expect or ETA uh, Oh, gosh. Those? I don't even know. Like, you know, it's it's it. they had to stop shooting a little because yeah. of COVID this past month. So I don't even know. But, but they'll get it. It's all happening. And everybody's back to shooting. So it's good. That's and, great. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to shoot a a lead in an indie feature i think in february called the walkers which i'm very excited about um it's about this whole family that they're incredibly loving and nice to each other during the day and then at night collectively 
his entire family sleepwalks and they like they they like throw things at each other. Oh my god. <laughs> Why I need is, is it a is it a comedy? I hope so. <laughs> Either way, I'm so intrigued right now. <laughs> I know. I just I was like, I have to be in this. I just have to be in it. You know, all that rage and resentment when somebody didn't put the cap on the te- the toothpaste. Yeah. This is it comes out oh, like when you sleepwalk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Really funny. What a concept. Wow. Oh, right? Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to do that <laughs> film. So <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's great. Well, you have been a delight yeah. to talk to you, Mrs. Thank you so much. Yes, we cannot wait to see some of these projects. Thank you again for coming on. And we really hope we get a chance to talk again sometime. Definitely. And and have a beautiful time in, in Tucson and Phoenix. And then if you ever come to New York, please text me and we'll go to Joe's Pizza. Yeah. And, yes, you know, please. yes. And please. And then we can, I mean, if I come to Arizona, I'm totally going to let you know I'm there and I want yes. to go yes. to some of that Mexican please food. Do. Let's Got do. these 15 do. places to show you. Please call. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, All that's right. so wonderful. We'll be there next week. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Can we stay now? over? There's seven of us. <laughs> Definitely. In my little tiny New York City apartment. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> We're all family now. We'll make space. Yeah, exactly. Like, nobody cares, oh, right? Well, thank you again so much, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving on Friday with your family. Oh, thank you, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving you, you all too. on Thursday. Thank and you take you so care much. and be well. Take care. Thank you, thank you. Take care, take care. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 That was awesome. How she fun was is she? So cool. Yeah. Oh, she was really awesome, and, and that is a real actor, like, Holy shit. She's had some fun stuff. Yeah. I like the way that she picks her projects. Like That was interesting. She had some good behind the scenes stories. Yeah. And, and seriously, if it wasn't for how warm and sweet you see her playing uh, Claudia Henderson in Stranger Things, you would think she is so intimidating and like cerebral how she is yeah. on screen and she, she plays is, dramatic so yeah. well yeah she is so warm and fun and sweet that's oh awesome my gosh, she's yeah. great and pumped about stranger things too how about that oh yeah. my god that it's i'm like, stoked yeah. for the next season i didn't know how they were gonna take it and i was kind of nervous if it's like gonna be able to keep up with how good it's been and now it's like new level yeah. ready for it pg-13 wow. now i'm even more excited and she dropped some sweet sound bites for us to mm-hmm. Pump oh. up some Stranger Things. <laughs> I'm going to feed her some Pollo Fundidos when she comes over next time. <laughs> yeah. I also need to get this indie film in about the sleepwalking. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Need that. Couch cushions. God, I could have talk, talked to her for easily another hour. Yeah, we didn't even so get into Orange is the New Black. We didn't get into oh, Bad, yeah. bad Education. Amazing. Wolf of Wall Street. She played an FBI agent. Quick scene, but I wanted to at least bring it up. I mean, a Scorsese set? Are you kidding me? Yeah, what's that like? Was the water different? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I still just had so many questions. She was so cool, and I was down for how she wanted to like, let's talk about now and what's what's happening. And yes, that's cool. Love that. All for that. Well, it's time for the new Dream Car giveaway over at 8080. In addition to the 15% off you get for using code CRUNCHY, they're offering five times the entries right now. And that Dream Car giveaway number 51 is for a 650-horsepower Huracoon plus $60,000 in cash. You do not want to miss out. Nor do you want to forget to check out somethingcrunchy.com where you'll find every episode, our links are social media, and the Almighty Crunch Store where you'll find all kinds of crunchy gear showing that you are a proud citizen of Crunch Nation. Then there's the Something Crunchy Facebook group. 
the growing fungus of the internet, <laughs> turning those bad feelings into good feelings. Come get weird with us. Enjoy the web's finest memes and shitposting. This has been another episode of Something Crunchy. And as always, don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life and be crunchy to one another. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. Thank you for listening. That's a mega soundbite you yeah. just delivered there. <laughs> Too much. Reel it in. 30% off the top. <laughs> I thought he nailed that. You totally nailed wow. that. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> like, wait. You nailed it for me, brother. <laughs> Certainly got I'm excited. It. Tyler Pump. Yeah. <laughs> if ever Blake takes hey, off and like leaves us behind for his stardom, then we can at least do like beef in the drizzles for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah. Not leaving y'all for starting. I want to be a part of beef in the dressing. <laughs> I want to be the beef. I want to be the beef. <laughs>